Do you know what's incredibly frustrating? So I originally had a black sweatshirt on. No, sorry. Like a black long sleeve on, essentially. I did laundry Friday. It's now Sunday. And when I looked in the mirror just to, like, take a look at the shirt, because, like, I don't look, usually look at my shirts, it looked like I hadn't washed it in, like, 45 days. But it's been, like, 48 hours at most. And it's frustrating, because now i got to wash it again. So now i got to wear this. Sure, it's, it's, a sweat, it's a sweater, sweatshirt. I don't know, whatever you want to define it, because everyone has their own weird thing. But enough of that. Welcome to Talking a Bunch of Hoopla. I'm John. Let's get right into it. So before I get into the meat and potatoes of what I'm going to talk about today, there's one thing that I want to get into real fast. So the reports have been debunked or they've been shut down or whatever. But there was a report coming out saying that it, it happened before Mike McDaniel became the head coach of the Dolphins, that there was interest in the Dolphins getting Sean Payton as head coach and Tom Brady at quarterback. <clears throat> Which is fine. I get it. Sean Payton. Legendary head coach, Super Bowl winning head coach, had Drew Brees since like 2006, so I get it. And you also have Tom Brady, one of the greatest quarterbacks, if not the greatest quarterback of all time. Totally get it. But this whole shit is like a mind game with Tua, and this is a pro-Tua show. Like, we're, I say we as if there's anyone else here. In this room, in this house, in this like probably 25 mile radius, if not state, I'm probably the biggest Tua fan possible. I support him. He's also a lefty and a big fan of the lefties because huh, I'm a lefty. As you can see by my throwing motion, it's very... Mm, see, that's, that's a tight spiral right there. That's a, that's a four seam. Nonetheless, you know, cool, I got it. And then the reports came back. It was like, you know, they were trying to get Tom Brady before, you know... Sorry. They're trying to get Tom Brady after all this Brian Flores issue. And it's like, how is Tua doing? Like, I don't understand. And I think I've probably talked about Tua more than any other show has probably in the last few weeks. Because, like, he deserves more, in my opinion. I get it. A lot of people don't like Tua. Whether it's his mechanics, whether it's his play style, or whatever it is, insert issue and con to his playing. I get it. That's your opinion. I think Tua has never really gotten a fair shot. Now the fact that I feel like he finally is, and all these reports are like, "Hey, by the way, uh, the Dolphins actually don't give a shit, and they want Tom Brady and Sean Payton." And it's like this guy can't catch a break. Like I get it, people don't like Tua, but like I can't imagine this guy. God forbid, checks Twitter and he's like, "Oh, see what's going on today. Oh, another report saying that they don't want me here. Fucking awesome." And it's like Tua, I'm sorry, you deserve better. I appreciate you if no one else does. I. I appreciate you, okay? Been a fan of you since Alabama. I appreciate you, Tua. It's love, dog. I got love, dog. Um, <laughs> but no, I am serious. I'm a big Tua guy, big Tua supporter here. And it's just like enough. Like, we get it. The Dolphins don't want Tua. Why'd they draft him? I have no fucking clue at this point anymore. You could have had Herbert. If you don't like Tua that much, and you guys are clearly not big on Tua for whatever the reason is, why did you draft him that high? Could have had Herbert. Could have had anyone else not draft that quarterback. You could have probably picked up a... You could have had Tom Brady last season. You know? And especially because all the rumors were coming out 
saying, I think it was when he, when Ryan Fitzpatrick with the Dolphins two years ago, that when Tom Brady was in free agency, you know, he was talking to the Dolphins and goes on the um, the shop with LeBron James is like, yeah, man, they picked this guy. Fuck that guy. That guy. And it's like apparently the guy he was referring to was Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Dolphins. So it's like figure it out. Two, it's two or nothing at this point. Now you get Tyreek Hill. You guys drafted Jalen Waddle a year ago. You bolster the offensive line with Armstead. You guys picked up Monster and you got Chase Edmonds. You re-signed Gazeki. Give Tua a goddamn chance, please. Just like I'm just sick and tired of hearing about. Yeah, you know, like the Dolphins could have had a Roger Staubach, or they could have had a they could have had Joe Montana, or they could have had any other quarterback that was drafted. But eh, fuck Tua, and it's like. What what happened? Why is Tua like like enemy number one for the media? It feels like. But now that that's over, I apologize. You know what? I don't apologize because fuck all of you haters. I don't like Tua. All right, because when he goes to the fucking Pro Bowl this season, it's gonna be quiet. And I'm gonna be sitting there like, what? What's up, dude? What? Say what now? What's up, fam? What'd you say? Oh, that's right. Tua's in the Pro Bowl. Yo, eat a dick. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. But like, you'll get the idea. That's how that, the energy I'll radiate. Um, but let's get to the USFL for a second. <laughs> let's get to the USFL. So for those who aren't aware, the USFL is, I don't know if they consider themselves a spring league or an alternative football league, or I'm not really sure how they're defining themselves, but they're another football league that's actually going to start in less than 20 days now. I'm excited, but I'm nervous because if you've been following football at all in the last I don't know, 10, 15 years, you've seen a, f- a decent amount of these leagues come up. And I don't want to say to really compete with the NFL, but kind of more of the, kind of more of a, another way for these, like, at least football players who don't really have much of a outlet to play in America to, you know, play in these other leagues and get better and hopefully use that, you know, that league as a platform to get back in the NFL. If you look at other sports like basketball, baseball, Soccer, you have pretty much any sport in both men's and women's. They either have multiple leagues of the sport. They have a farm system where, you know, like for baseball example, they have the minor leagues. They have single A, double A, triple A, and then obviously the major leagues. But for football, they really don't have that. I mean, yes, they have high school and then they have college and they do have so many other leagues like the uh, spring league. Um, I know there's some other like kind of smaller things. I don't know if the Arena Football League is still around, but that was around for a while, if it still is. But every so often, leagues like the AAF or the XFL, the USFL or UFL or the the National Football Association or the American Football, uh, yeah, come around. And it's like, oh, we like football. Let's try that. And it fills after a season. And then like five years like or four or five years later another league comes up and it's like ah we love football and then they crash and then it's like a fucking cycle at this point but I think with the XFL and the USFL uh, I'm really confident that these will work this time because for one the XFL is actually working with the NFL which is really good I believe it's mainly on like a kind of rules developmental type deal where the XFL is going to test some things that the NFL is trying to use or trying to work out and see how it goes there. And if it works, they'll take it. And if it doesn't, either their XFL could keep it or they'll scrap it and try something else and see what they like and then kind of bounce ideas off each other, essentially. That's how I've understood their agreement. 
And the USFL is also trying their new rules, you know, some new rules that the NFL doesn't have, and I'll get to those later on in this episode. Um, so I'll include some clips from their Instagram, which USFL, I'm, I'm crediting you. I'll credit on the actual video itself. Please don't, like, sue me or, like, copyright the video. I'm just trying to show love. I'm just trying to show love. Um, but I think the big thing, of course, with these leagues that don't do well is, one, they don't really get enough time. Because you kind of have to build a trust with the fans. Because now you're basically asking fans, hey, we know you're established with this team. But is it cool if you also support this other team that doesn't really have players you're familiar with. But if you give them a chance, they may be people you like and enjoy the team. And then you could also follow football from, you know, April to June or whatever. And then draft some other stuff, mini camp, training camp, blah, blah, blah. And it all starts and it's like football all year round. But the thing is, a lot of time they don't, whether it's money issues, which I believe that was what happened with the AAF, where they were doing all right, but then they really weren't. And then they got, you know, investors to submit, excuse me, not to submit, but to invest millions of more dollars. But they still failed and it it didn't really work out, you know, because there's a lot of guys from the AAF that also play in the XFL. They're not going to the USFL. Excuse me. There's also that the uh, fan control football league, which is definitely interesting. And I think that could work, but. I don't know. We'll get to that at a later point as well because I got some other ideas on that. But we'll stick to the topic at hand. <clears throat> and I think the big thing, though, with... <clears throat> excuse me. I think the big thing with these leagues is they need the talent. You know? And that comes with money. That's that's kind of like... It's like a double-edged sword. It's like, of course, they need money to survive, but they also need the talent to get the money to survive. And, you know, cycle to circle. Like, in the 80s, the USFL was around. They had picked some of the top college players coming out because they paid them a metric ton of money. You know, you had guys like, I believe Randall Cunningham went. Uh, I know Warren Moon went to the CFL. Um, you had Jim Kelly, Herschel Walker, et cetera, et cetera. A multitude of players going from college to the USFL to play. Only lasted like two seasons. But then they all left and went to the NFL, and the rest is history. So I kind of think they need to be like that, or at least kind of like how the G League is doing with their um their Ignite team, I guess in a way, where they have their established teams, but they have like that one team that's full of like kids just out of high school who don't want to go to college or feel like they can do better than go to college or, you know, actually just want money instead of going overseas to play somewhere else. Kind of be like that. But that's the thing that's tough is because if there's not a lot of money backing it, and I don't know what the budget is for salary, like the salary cap is for them, but if they can start snagging a couple of big names or decent-sized names from straight out of college, I mean, that could totally help them in the long run. I know it's going to be tough because realistically it's kind of hard to, you know, take a chance in a league that may or may not be around in the next year or so and then take you go, you know, you're in the second round and you're getting – a decent contract with guaranteed money, and you're like, <clears throat> you know, you most likely start in, you know, the USFL or XFL because you're a big name, and yes, you're playing with veterans, but most likely you're going to be, I guess, the star or the starter for that team at least. Or you can go to the NFL and most likely take a, a I guess, a lesser of a role. Like I said, get guaranteed money, get paid more, but also you get a better chance to also do a lot better because you're around the top of the top for that sport so i mean i hope they do because we need more football in the nfl i mean excuse me we need more football in america in that way because 
like for basketball, of course you have collegiate, but you also have the G League. There's like the semi-pro stuff um, with baseball, minor league, like I mentioned earlier. Soccer, they have the MLS, and they have a bunch of other leagues, especially overseas, where you have the Premier League and, you know, all these other massive leagues, and then each country has their own different leagues, and then it's like a massive system within their own thing. And so it's, and even like with baseball, they have, you know, the MLB is attached to, you know, Japan and the Dominican Republic and a multitude of other Latin American countries and so on and so forth. So it's like the NFL kind of needs to do that. And I know they're trying their best to expand because you see, you know, they've been playing in London for a bit. And I believe they're also expanding to, I want to say, Germany soon and Mexico. And yes, they have tried the whole NFL Europe thing uh, when I was a kid and like, no one really cared. I mean, it's kind of hard to be like, you like the NFL? Try the Europe version. And it's like a bunch of guys who just weren't really that great or couldn't make a roster in the NFL, so they go there. And it's like, okay, sure. I mean, at least you have the CFL, which is in Canada. It's not that far, depending on where you live in America or not. I don't know. You may not. I don't know. But that's pretty entertaining. You have the X League in Japan. And a bunch of other leagues that at least professionally there's other options for these football players, but it's not as known. Because it's not like if you're in basketball, you know, you may be all right in the, you know, in America. And, you know, it may be hard for you to get a roster spot, but at least you can play overseas in China, Serbia, Turkey. Like any other country essentially has their own professional basketball league and you can do well and succeed there and make a bunch of money. And I believe for American football, there are about 80 countries that do play American football, but it's not as known. You know what I mean? I mean, yes, there are American-born, you know, players that do play overseas. But like I said, if I, if I asked you to name five different leagues, you'd be like, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. And that's the problem. We need to expand more. And I know the NFL's trying, but I feel like they're not trying hard enough, in my opinion. I mean, you know, I understand they're trying to expand. They want to grow the league, but it feels like they had tons of time, especially like in the 90s to start doing this once they started introducing, you know, higher salary caps. And they once they introduced free agency in like the, I believe it was the early 90s or mid 90s, you know, things like that could have been like a good stepping stone to be like, all right, how can we take the stars of today and make them bigger? Like, the, like what happened with basketball in the 90s with Jordan, the dream team. You know, basketball's been an overseas sport forever. But from my understanding of the whole situation is that it wasn't as big until Michael Jordan started, you know, in the Dream Team, went to the Olympics, and then, I mean, obviously Michael Jordan's Michael Jordan, so he was a star everywhere. And obviously when they're playing these teams in the Olympics, I mean, you're taking some of the greatest players in NBA history and you're playing some of the best players in insert whatever country. And now these people are being exposed to essentially the best of the best. And it's like, dude, I, I want to I want to watch these guys every week. I want to watch these guys every day or, you know, every year now. And obviously you get attached and them having people like Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, and so on and so forth. It's like, this is awesome. Where was this? But we need that for the NFL. They don't do a whole lot of that. And also, with the games in London, they're not like really good games. They're like, oh, here's the Jaguar versus the Lions. And it's like, who the fuck wants to watch that normally? Unless you're a Lions or Jacks fan, sorry. But, I mean, if you really want to get people, especially out of the U.S., in the sport more, you got to put on better games. You know, you got to put better teams in these other countries to be like, hey, 
you want to see the Rams versus the Bucks, or you want to see, I don't know, the Bills versus the Rams or whatever. You know, insert good team from any conference and then have them play overseas. Because I imagine, like, for example, that Chiefs-Rams game from a few years ago that was like 56 to 53. If they were playing that in Mexico or London or Japan or Spain or whatever, that definitely would have bolstered the fan, you know, at least the overseas fans, by a huge margin. But sadly, that doesn't happen. I mean, obviously, the chances that that game happening is not normally high, but still. You know, you need to start setting better matchups overseas to really convince these people that, you know, your league and your sport is worth watching. Because if you're not, you're just wasting your time and these players and coaches and all this staff even in these countries to be like, yeah, I mean, these games are all right. You know, it's cool that we're providing jobs and all that. But, like, I don't I don't give a shit about this. This is boring. These teams suck. It's like, you, I feel like. I don't know. I'm just seeing that from the outside, and I just don't feel like the approach they're taking is the best. Not that I'm an expert. I don't. We're, I guess I, that's just how I see it. I, I don't know. May, if they maybe follow the model of how the NBA has approached to you know getting big overseas and things like that, because it's not like, I mean, it's a sport anyone can really play. You just need a football and an, a decent amount of space. I mean, a lot of kids probably play in the street or. You know, I don't know, they have a local school nearby, they can play in their field, and you can play tackle football at any point. You know, it's like basketball, you don't need much, you just need a hoop and, like, a court. You know, soccer, you just need a ball in a field and a couple of makeshift goals, and you got it. Baseball, you just need a bat, a couple of makeshift bases, and you got a sport. And it's like, the possibilities are endless, so... But I also know, with the big issue, too, is with the injuries. You know, with head injuries and how CTE has been introduced to all of us and how serious it is with a lot of these NFL players, it's kind of like, I would imagine a lot of parents are like, I'm kind of worried about putting my son or daughter into this sport because God forbid they get a concussion, you know, and they play for, you know, maybe middle school and high school and possibly some college they may do some serious damage to themselves. And yes, I understand that's a total worry. I mean, and I'm not going to convince anyone here to try to play this sport of football because that's not what this is about. But I also know that is a big issue for a lot of parents because I know I've had some friends over the years where it's like, yeah, I didn't start playing football until like high school, you know, because it's hard to see like your eight-year-old son play football and the kid's getting cracked by some other kid and he's laid out and you're like, oh my God, is my son dead or is my daughter dead? Like the fuck? So I know with, but I also know at least a lot of leagues are changing their safety policies and their equipment to make it better and also to change how you know players are taught how to actually play the game so it's a lot safer and I know a lot of people think the NFL is like the no fun league or it's too soft or whatever it's not like how it used to be where you know a guy could come at you you like 15 miles and 20 miles an hour and throw his head at you and you're fucking laid out and it's like that the sport that was my grandfather's football you don't know what it's like to watch Mike on a fucking football okay what you're doing your football is too fucking soft Back in my day, Johnny Dutos would knock your mother in the fucking dirt. And he'd look over her and say, Ew, I'm the fucking champion here. And he raised his arms in the air. And I saw my father cry that day. He shed one tear. My father never cried. But that day, when Johnny Dutos won the world championship, it was the greatest day of my father's life. Second day was marrying my mother. The third was when he made his favorite sandwich. After that, it's all bullshit. And it's like, I get it. I get it. 
I don't know really what <laughs> I kind of lost my train of thought. I'm going to be completely honest with where I was going with that. Um, to any like Italians that have saw that, I'm kind of sorry that I feel like I offended you, but that was more of like a New York, New Jersey, Italian people who aren't actually Italian kind of accent. You know what I mean? Like that fake Italian thing where people are like, Oh, I'm Italian. But like, they're like great, 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 great ancestor was from Italy. And they're like three times removed. And it's like, are you really at this point? Like your heritage is so dissociated from the country, but that's just what I know. I'm a fat white guy in a closet. Metaphorically, not and and literally, but overall, I think there's a lot of things the NFL can do to really work on growing the sport overseas. And I really feel like with the USFL and XFL and many other leagues that there is a chance and there is a possibility that it can happen. Uh, I know this kind of became more about <laughs> the NFL than the USFL, but they are very much intertwined whether I feel like they want to address it or not. Because it's kind of hard to not be involved with the NFL, especially because the NFL's here everyone's trying to like take a piece of their pie to you know obviously for them to get to a certain level or at least close to that so um but again like i said earlier it's about talent because like uh during 2020 when the xfl was around i mean sure they didn't have a lot of big name guys but they were playing really well and philip walker was the or sorry not philip walker pj walker excuse me was a guy you know he was the face of the league and he was awesome so when the league disbanded and all these guys started going to NFL teams, it was like, all right, maybe these guys get a good shot. And now you don't really hear much about them, which kind of sucks. COVID fucked up everything. So COVID, fuck you for that. So hopefully the XFL can at least recreate that. And now that, you know, Dwayne Johnson and I forgot the name of the company that owns the XFL now, um, the CEO, Danny Garcia, hopefully them can kind of recreate some of what the XFL had originally because obviously there is an audience for them because they had all those moments on Twitter where you're seeing fans build this, like, giant beer snake of these, like, um, not cans, cups going from, like, eight rows down, and everyone's like, oh, my God, that's so funny, and all these cool highlights and seeing players, like, really, like, oh, my God, there's some guys out here, actually. Like, who would have thought? There's some guys. All right, so I originally had a plan for the rest of the podcast, I was going to talk about the different rules that were being set for the USFL, but in rewatching it, it just came out really bad. And I, it, it was like a waste of time when I was like terribly explaining things. So I figured I had a little bit to the end cause it's still a little short of a podcast. I want to get closer to 30 minutes. Um, but essentially my whole point was, cause I kind of went on a weird tangent, especially about the NFL expanding. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was basically that I do really think that leagues like the USFL and the XFL or any other league that comes up in the next X amount of years can really succeed. There's obviously a demand for football in America. Um, and what I mean by that, like more of a demand than what we already have, because obviously there's other sports that play into that really well. And football's always kind of been slowly working on that, but not really. Because like I said earlier, they do have, like, the games outside of America, like London, and they're expanding to, I believe, like I said, Germany and Mexico. But when it comes to besides that, it's there's not much of a good outlet for a lot of these former players or whether these guys were good in college or guys who previously played in the NFL who didn't make an active roster. 
there's nowhere for really for them to go. So I think leagues with the USFL and XFL and if the AAF comes back or the UFL or, you know, insert weird abbreviations for American Football League, that I feel like with time and proof and kind of consistency that if these leagues do work, then I think we they could, excuse me, have some kind of either a farm system or smaller leagues that can actually work out and give people interested in them. And obviously when the NFL season's over, like, all right, cool. I can go on to the other leagues and enjoy more sports and more football. And it's football 24 seven then. But again, we have to get to that point and earning that trust is going to be the tough part because in most experiences, like I think I mentioned earlier as well, they last a year or two and then they fail because of either finances or lack of interest or insert any of the reasons that they have failed in the past. So we'll have to see what happens, of course, but I'm excited. Uh, Will you be watching the USFL? I know I will. Also, the XFL, I believe, starts in 2023. So I'm excited for that. Um, And I know there's still the Spring League, and I believe the Arena Football League is still around, possibly. And there's the Fan Control League, which I do like a lot that fans are able to pick plays, and they were able to pick... I believe they were able to pick players to be drafted as well, but I don't remember that correctly. And that's an interesting idea because of the fact that all this talk over the years where fans are like, oh, if I was a GM, I would do this. Or if I was a coach, I would do that. And this is like, all right, well, put your money where your mouth is. Let's see how well you actually do. You know, because it's easy for us to sit here in, like in a closet or in front of our phones and be like, yeah, I would do this. But obviously being in the game is different. Now, of course, you're still only really controlling plays in certain aspects, not the full thing. But I think it's an interesting start. I don't know if the NFL will ever do anything like that. It'll probably be a while before that actually happens or some other league could possibly adopt that with they have like one team in the league is like, all right, this is a fan thing. You got to put in a certain amount of money to get to that certain point, like the kind of um, I guess kind of like a Patreon thing where you pay a certain amount of money per month or per year and you get certain perks and things like that. So I think that could be one way to do it or a point system or however they want to handle it, whatever. Obviously, that's beyond me. But I do think there's possibility for, you know, more football in America. Um, obviously, we still have high school and college. And honestly, the fact that a lot of these high school, uh, like, stadiums are worth, like, $30 million, $55 million is absolutely insane still. I love it, though. Because Texas and the South in general and also, like, California a bit love football. So it's like, let's just put more money into it. I support that. I wish more states would, but I also know there's that whole issue where a lot of people think that people are putting more money in sports than they should be academics, and I do agree to an extent, but that's a whole other conversation for another day. But I do want to thank you all if you've made it to this part of the podcast. It's a little different. You can see a different aspect of my closet that I don't normally show, because um, usually you just see from like this angle, not this side. Um, also, I would have shown the top but it's a little messy and i don't i haven't had a chance to fix that yet but nonetheless uh the podcast is available on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, youtube anchor any other app you may use on your iphone or android that does provide podcasts i'm most likely available there um please subscribe to the channel like the video share it uh what else will people say in these situations rate the podcast that's also appreciative 
you know, the better ratings, the more people see it, the better sets and better things and hopefully cool guests one day because I would love to have guests on again talking about football. Uh, I will be putting out a draft kind of special kind of a thing soon. Um, and I will also probably be live streaming the NFL draft, not the actual showing of the draft, but me watching the event and talking about it. I know no one really listens to the podcast a whole lot yet. It's mainly just a lot of my friends right now and some other people, but I'll probably just live stream on YouTube or something and figure that out because uh, I do have those days off. So I will have the time. So I'll be I'll live streaming a lot, and those will be long videos and you know talk about that and see how that goes. But I'm, I'm most likely assuming I'll be talking to myself for the next th- for those three days, which is totally cool with me. So uh, if you want to get into that, I'll like I said, I'll be live streaming during those days most likely. So be on the lookout for that. And yeah, you know, thank you if you made it this far, and I'll see you all next time. Mm-hmm.